Congress. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. A South Carolina attorney accused of fraud is now charged with killing his wife and son. A new exhibit highlighting black fatherhood in the district. I'm Annalisa Gale. Wall Street ended mixed with the Dow down 143. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. South Carolina attorney Alex Murdaugh has been charged with killing his wife and son. WCSC-TV's Blair Sable. Prosecutors allege that Murdoch shot and killed his wife and son with two different weapons, a rifle and shotgun, respectively. Moselle Road, I've been up to it now. It's bad. Okay. Oh. Okay, and are they breathing? No, ma'am. In addition to dozens of financial crimes, Murdoch now faces two counts of murder and possession of a firearm during a violent crime. A government watchdog says the Secret Service deleted text messages sent and received around the day of the Capitol insurrection. Loyola Law Professor Lori Levinson. Destroying texts may have an innocent explanation, but we haven't heard it yet. And therefore, I think there's going to be a great deal of scrutiny into the Secret Service why their agents have been questioning some of the witnesses that have appeared before the committee and why there are communications that have been destroyed. The Secret Service denies the allegation. The Topps supermarket in Buffalo, site of a mass shooting in May, is reopening on Friday. New York Attorney General Letitia James spoke at a prayer service on Thursday. We pray for the ten beautiful souls we lost. We feel their presence, knowing that pain and suffering are the soul and the DNA and the makeup of those who march on, knowing that God is our refuge and strength. In Israel, President Biden would not commit to bringing up the murder of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi when he meets with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. My views on Khashoggi may have been absolutely, positively clear. Um, and I have never been quiet about talking about human rights. U.S. intelligence says bin Salman ordered Khashoggi killed. Former President uh, Trump's first wife has died. Ivana Trump passed away at her home in New York City at age 73, according to a statement posted by former President Trump, her ex-husband. She was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life, Mr. Trump wrote on his social media platform. He noted her three children were her pride and joy. Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. CBS's Natalie Brand. Disruptions to health care services during the pandemic and misinformation about vaccines caused about 25 million children worldwide to miss out on routine immunizations against diseases like diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis. That number is from a report being published Friday by the UN's World Health Organization. This is CBS News. How should you plan for when your home becomes too small? or when the next one gets too big. At Sandy Spring Bank, we're here to help create personalized solutions for financing your home loan. Whether it's a new home or refinance, renovation or addition, fixer-upper or new build. Banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your mortgage. Visit sandyspringbank.com mortgage. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank, equal housing lender. WTOP at 103. Friday morning, July 15th, 2022. Partly cloudy with some patchy fog by daybreak down to the 60s and 70s for the low. We're at 72 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your morning ride. Transportation topping the local stories we're following for you this morning. 
New findings from a Metro internal investigation on the training and recertification lapses. The findings apparently show that Metro's former chief operating officer prioritized service levels over safety requirements. Board Chair Paul Smedberg says he found the report, well, pretty disturbing. I hope the people that were a part of it understand how, how really bad this was um, and how bad it looked. The findings released this week after criticism and questions about lax management, that priority in part led to the resignation of top Metro executives. The agency faces a budget shortfall of hundreds of millions next year, struggling now to get riders back and find ways to boost revenue with many former riders now working from home. WTOP at 104. A move to give D.C. leaders more power to protect the Capitol. The district's mayor lacked the authority to deploy the National Guard when the Capitol was under siege on January 6th of last year. But Congress has apparently taken a step toward changing that, as we hear this morning from WTOP's Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller. Even as Capitol Police officers were overwhelmed by rioters, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser couldn't send in the National Guard. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says her amendment would only give the mayor the same authority as a state governor. This is no different from the division of authority today between a governor and the president in the event of a large-scale attack on a federal facility. Wisconsin Republican Mike Gallagher disagrees. It would only delay response time and create new areas of friction that we don't need. The House passed Norton's amendment to a major defense bill, but it could still be taken out by the Senate. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. WTOP Friday morning at 105. Maryland's primary election is coming up next week, Tuesday. WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us those eager to see who wins can expect to wait maybe weeks. From the governor's race to county executive and school boards, there are a lot of big contests in Maryland's July 19th primary election. But Nikki Charlson with the Maryland State Board of Elections points out that in-person votes get counted on election night. Under Maryland law, the counting of the more than 500,000 mail-in ballots cannot even be started until July 21st. Many of the smaller to medium-sized counties will probably be done counting on July 29th, which is the normal date when the last counting of ballots is. But some of the other larger counties will need some more time. And that could stretch into August. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Virginia no longer routinely recommending that people exposed to COVID-19 in schools, daycare centers, and camps be quarantined. In a statement this week explaining the move, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin said that hospitalization rates are low and the number of Virginians with natural immunity has increased. He also pointed out that vaccines, tests, and treatments are readily available. The announcement coming this week amid an uptick in hospitalizations nationwide due to the extreme infectious BA5 strain we've been telling you about here on WTOP. WTOP at 106. Shifting gears this morning, a new exhibit here in D.C. is trying to change some people's perceptions about black fatherhood. It's been overwhelmingly positive. The Framing Fatherhood exhibit at George Washington University is shaping a new conversation. Reclaiming the narrative that black men are not engaged in their children's lives. Through the lens of curator and associate professor Dr. Imani Cheers. There are 75 images. Her father, Dr. Michael Cheers, is one of the photographers behind the project. There's a, a beautiful image that I, I love of a father and son in Havana, Cuba. The exhibit is part of larger research funded by a grant from the university. And the plan in 2024 is to take the project internationally. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. The exhibit inside the Corcoran School of the Arts and Design runs through July 31st.